It ain't that fucking hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. We're getting guys over in a fake fucking business. With a fresh look through experienced eyes at forgotten matches and unknown classics, this is the Piece of Business Podcast with Glenn and Jeremy. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to Piece of Business Podcast. My name is Jeremy at EPL and NFL on the Twitter. And you know, if you are hearing my voice, that I do not come alone. Joining me, as always, the co-host of this Outlaw Mud Show, he is the barroom brawling, disco dancing, dynamite stretching, intercontinental playboy. Folks, He's more over than paying less than half price for an AEW pay-per-view because he lives on certain side of the Atlantic. Bastard. At GA WrestleNut, Glenn Abbott. Glenn, are you ready for the AEW? Are you ready for a revolution? I am ready for the revolution. And it shall be glorious. Well, well you know, you uh you know, you over there, you you get uh, a certain price for that uh, program on your on your fight TV app, right? And that that is a different price, I yeah. think, than we dumb Americans have to pay. Is is that correct? It's uh, nineteen ninety nine pounds, so it works out about twenty five dollars, I think. So it's about half price, I think. As yeah. uh, if I were to purchase this thing, it would cost me twice that much money. But then again, you're not staying up till four o'clock in the morning to watch it. You're goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> You tell me that uh, you know the Midnight Express are, and Pretty Deadly have a match. I might stay up that late. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll see. So, yeah, that's going to be a uh, sharp, uh, sharp. Yeah, I've done that. Um, starting soon. Uh, as we are recording this, it is uh, six seventeen Central Time here in the U.S. on Sunday, and uh, very much later from that, uh, where Glenn is, he is. From the future, as we know, but AEW stuff's about to start real soon. Do you have any major predictions before the show, Glenn? Any uh, shocking announcements? AEW announcements every week. Wrestling. Uh, do you have any shocking predictions for this uh, program this evening? No, I'm, I'm just going to watch it and hope that it's <laughs> at least a pay per view. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, watching Moxley against. Uh, Danielson. Yeah, the rest yeah. of it. That's basically yeah. where I'm staying up. Well, I mean, Punk and MJF is tonight. Is that correct? That ought to be. Is that the dog collar match? That's the dog collar match tonight as well. Okay. Okay. We'll see it's if they can uh, c- come close to Piper and Valentine on that thing. I was going to say, which we know with these stipulation matches, they can go one or two ways. <laughs> It has every, uh, it, it is just as likely to be an all-time classic war as it is to be a, um, just an overbooked mess, but we'll see. Punk and MJF have been firing on all cylinders lately. I got faith in them. I think they can pull off something nice tonight. Yes. Yes. All right. So, uh, uh, will we see Cody Rhodes in AEW tonight, Glenn? No, we won't. He's left. <laughs> Come on. It's not a swerve. He wasn't <laughs> swerving us all. No, I don't think so. No, I just think he's gone. Okay, all right. So, what's your what's your big uh, big surprise for today? Are there any debuts you ex- anticipate 
Uh, any any major developments in your pre-show prediction? Um, I predict that everybody will be disappointed because there will not be any big news or any big <laughs> debut. As, as, it, as it proved with the, the, the WWE at Madison Square Garden. The, the internet... Wrestling internet, internet wrestling community worked themselves into a lava, then accused Vince of all people uh, of. Uh, when of wasn't it just earlier this week? And I, I think I'm old enough to remember earlier this week when Vince said, "I don't listen to what's said on the internet." He told you he doesn't listen to you. <laughs> oh, and he certainly didn't go around on the. Uh, Mr. McAfee's show going, I'm going to make some big announcements. No, he did not. Because he doesn't have to. His big big announcement was that he's going to induct the the Undertaker into the Hall of Fame, which is the perfect person to do it. Yeah, he's never inducted anybody before, has he? No. no, Yeah, I don't think so. So, I mean, like, this is the, if if he's ever going to do one Induction, this is the one. Oh, well, let's face it, he took Ming Mark Callis and turned him into an eye. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, yeah. He did. It's, uh, you know, arguably, uh, and I don't know if I could go against it, you know, WWF slash E's greatest creation, right? The Undertaker? Oh, definitely. Now, I think we've had this, as, as far as I'm concerned, we've had this discussion on here before. As yeah. far as the whole, the whole package. Uh, athlete, entertainer, actor—the whole, the whole shebang. Nobody can come anywhere close. Yeah, yeah, and and, and the 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 thing that makes it great is even in wrapped up in all the gimmicks, he's still a badass. <laughs> That's right. He's still believable as a badass, no matter how many coats of gimmick they give him. Yeah, a quick shout out to our DC there. He is one of the hossiest of hossies. That's right. Absolutely. Good. Joy of booking, everybody. Check it out. Download it. Listen, the Hoss Fight Tournament is ongoing, and it is. Um, there's no shortage of drama or controversy in some of those matchups. So give the old Joy of Booking podcast a listen for that Hoss Tournament. But, you know, it, it speak, go ahead. But... Um, Speaking of major announcements, we have one. We do have one. We've got a major announcement to do right now for something coming up next week. Glenn, why don't you uh, tell the people, smarten the people up, what's happening? Um, We have got a former world champion coming on the show next week. Indeed we do. He he beat uh, the King Jerry Lawler for the title. of the Smoky Mountain World Wrestling Championship, and it is Mr. Bobby Blaze Smedley. That is correct. Former Smoky Mountain Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, Bobby Blaze, former Smoky Mountain Television Champion, uh, multiple times, I do believe. You know, Bobby's been everywhere, just done everything. You know, he's he's spent a little time in WWF, uh, Smoky Mountain, of course, spent some time in WCW. Uh, Bobby's been everywhere. He's seen it all. He's done it all. Uh, and of course, the the uh, one of the hosts of the outstanding Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze podcast. 
that is absolutely worth everyone's time to listen to. And uh, some uh, uh, the author of some pretty good wrestling books too. If if I don't uh, I don't say so myself. Uh, pin me, pay me. I, I quite enjoyed Glenn. So did I. I, I both of them. That's how I, I first got to to meet Bobby or talk to Bobby online was uh, after buying his books not long after they first came out. So one of the first people to buy them. Um, yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Brilliant insights in, into the world of wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And he was, um, especially those early years, he was he was Mr. Pin Me, Pay Me. He was the ultimate yeah. jobber. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to make a living, Glenn. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Got to make a living. But think, the thing I like about Bobby's books, and I, you know, I don't want to uh, um, verbally fillet him too much at this point. We can do that next week. But the thing I like about Bobby's books is the, just the when you read them, the the honesty that drips through, right? There's like no, there's like no artifice, there's no gimmick. There's the honest truth coming from this guy. Probably of any of the wrestling books that I've ever looked at um, or read all of or part of, just one of the more uh, honest in tone and in feeling. You know, uh, he he just really has that 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 way of capturing that. And uh, uh, yeah, so we. We're excited about that for next week. Bobby Blaze on with Glenn and I next week, everybody. Make sure you check that out. The uh, piece of business um, uh, 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 marketing department was uh, uh, working fast and furious on that deal, but all the uh, contracts got signed and, and all that. So we're happy to make that happen next week. Yeah, we certainly are. So... Anyway, you know, Glenn, I've got, you know, uh, there's there's some differences between our language and your language. You know, we, we don't always call things the same thing, you know. Um, you know, you guys have, let's be face it, just sometimes just ridiculous words for things. Um, <coughs> so, yes, excuse me. So on, on, on Wednesday, Wednesday this week, I've got to go to a, I'm going to this banquet. Okay. And it's one of those banquets where, you know, you, you get the little gimmick card and it tells you you're, your entree choices, right? And your vegetable choices and this sort of thing so that you can, so that you can know what you want before you get there. Right. And I've never been to a banquet before. And this one's at a, at a fancy country club. I've never been to a banquet before where they, where they have a mashed potato bar. Have you heard of this Glenn? A mashed potato bar. When I say mashed potato bar, what do you think that is? Ooh. It sounds interesting. I love mashed potato, <laughs> but I should imagine you have this. I should because you can add different things to it, uh, like you have a cheesy mash, um, sweet potato mash. There's all sorts of different mashes. So I suppose you have a whole different uh, array of different potatoes all mashed up. I've just never in my life come across a mashed potato bar. Is that a thing? That's have you it. ever come across a mashed potato bar? In all my years of doing corporate <laughs> discos and all and that sort of thing, really posh shoes, I have never ever come across a mashed potato bar before. You never, you never thought to just lay out bunches of potatoes mashed with bunches of <laughs> toppings and let everybody go up with their snotty fingers and hands and, and scoop up bacon bits onto their potatoes willy-nilly? You never thought about that? Nope. No, it sounds rather pretentious to me. Yeah, but yeah, uh, each to their own. 
Well, it's just so out of place, and I wish I had that card on me so that I could see the other choices. But you know, it's like you know, you know, uh, you know, uh, some fancy sounding shrimp pasta entree with 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 wine sauce and all this, all these yeah. fancy kind of hoity-toity sounding choices, and then mashed potato bar. I've never heard of such a thing. No, neither have I. And it says that. Louisiana, so I guess. <laughs> anything is possible what do you put on your mashed potatoes if you had a if you had a full service mashed potato bar first question how much of the service area of your plate is mashed potatoes and secondly oh. what are you putting on them bastards uh, it's about half <laughs> i yeah, love fair. Potatoes. <laughs> um, and i'm not putting any I, I like a little bit mash uh, plain mash but mixed with a little bit of butter and cream, all whipped together and mashed okay. up. Okay, so it's kind of a simple classic. No, nothing it's, wrong with that. So, so you don't call them mashed potatoes; you just call them mash. No, no, call them mashed potatoes. But I call oh, them mash. okay. Well, what is mash when you're talking about bangers and mash? What is the mash? That is, that is, is the banger a wiener? The banger is a sausage. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> tell you what. Yeah, of course it is. What's so what's the mash? And a mashed potato. Oh, okay. All right. So, what kind of a sausage is a banger? Um, just a normal like everyday sausage, meal pork sausage. Yeah. Okay. All right. Usually served with onion gravy and peas and whatever vegetable of choice. Where Where are you on liver and onions? Do you like liver? Oh, I do love liver. Yeah, I do too. A lot of people I don't like liver. liver. I like liver, especially fried. I do. Yeah, yeah, that's how I do it. Oh, dipped yeah. in, dipped in a little flour and then fried. Yep, yep. Absolutely beautiful. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it, indeed. So, yeah, I'll, I will make sure to update uh, update everyone on the mashed potato bar. I, I'm I'm kind of a little bit horrified and a little bit intrigued and. Uh, um, I don't know. Maybe if I can sneak my phone in there, maybe I'll try to take a picture of the mashed potato bar and post it online so everybody can see what this uh, mm -hmm. what this fancy dinner party with all these you know pretentious sounding main dishes with this mashed potato bar. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Looking forward to that this week. It's something to do. I've got to venture out into public. We are trying to work on two shows next week, aren't we? We are trying to work on two shows. Yeah. Yeah, uh, usual usual show. Uh, yep. where we're going to get this the AEW fan on if we can get him on, uh, Brandon Banks, to discuss our revolution. Tonight's goings on. Uh -huh. Yes, yes. And you, you Brandon, can fill us in Banks. about. You can fill us in about the mashed potato bar. <laughs> well. That's right. Yeah. Well, plenty of time to talk potatoes later this week. But yeah, uh, we're gonna. You know, we'll see how it breaks down. We're gonna have our our, our conversation with Bobby Blaze, then maybe do a maybe maybe that is a separate show. I don't know. We'll see what the uh, what the IT department can uh, can pull together. But yeah, we want to get old Brandon Banks on with us, talk about this AEW program. He is an AEW mark, and those are his words, not mine. Uh, he he called himself that, so it's it's okay if I do. But uh, yeah, we'll try to get both of those fun shows out this coming weekend um well glenn what do you say we go ahead and get into this nxt business i know it's uh you know super late where you are yeah. and you've still got a uh aw program to watch this evening starting here pretty shortly uh so 
Let's get right into it here. I tell you what, Glenn, this week's NXT 2.0 started out like a pro wrestling program, didn't it? It did. They got right into it. They got right into it. (laughs) With Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa against Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. That's right. Tampa, or yeah, Champer and Breaker came to the ring first. Of course, Breaker wears his Steiner sing- singlet as he does. And here comes old Tomato yeah. Chomper himself coming out in a matching um, Steiner singlet. This was a uh, a weird version of the Steiner brothers, was it not? It certainly was. But how good was that that they did that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. I popped when I saw it. And it's a it's a thing that's that's been done over the years when you throw together two people yeah, in a tag yeah. team. Yeah, they, they, they try. Oh, when Dusty uh, when Dusty did a three man match with the Road Warriors, he came out with the face paint. Face paint. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, yes, that's... it 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 came out. It started hot, and here comes. Uh, Rude gets his glorious entrance with the people. The people in the arena love that. Here comes Ziggler, but as soon as Ziggler gets out there, boom! We jumpstart this thing. We're fighting in the aisle. They haven't even yeah. made it to the ring yet. It's a brawl. I love to see it. Um, and then when they eventually did proceed to get into the ring after this brawl, uh, a pretty good tag match broke out. It was. It was everything that's happened since Dolph Ziggler has come in. Has made this respectable, this feud. Yeah, yeah. Then, he's a know, he's a Dolph's, a Dolph's an old pro. He knows what this supposed stuff is supposed to look like. Even last week uh, with the old trope of Robert Roode dressed as the cameraman to attack it's still Breaker and all the rest. Of it. It's all re- it's been really good. Yeah, it really has. It really has. Obviously, it's not, not over yet. No, this is going to go on till WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. probably to stand and deliver. Yeah. I, I would have liked, if I had a one complaint on the match, I I, I think if they were going to do that Steiner Bulldog, that, that double team move that they did, uh, I think that should have ended the match, but they kicked out of that. Yeah. Um, and, and it was, and it, and it was weird. Um, that uh, didn't Ziggler take the pin in this match? Yeah, yeah. Tommaso Ciampa actually pinned yeah. Ziggler. Yeah, yeah, which is odd when you watch it because you're thinking, well, uh, Ziggler is supposed to have the championship match with Breaker. Why are they beating him? But uh, there may be there may be more developments on that deal uh, later on. I think there might be. Just, they've still got like three, three or four weeks yet to get Yeah, I know, together. I know. yeah. So, but it, it's been good. I mean, you know, you like, we've said it before, you like that they're surrounding uh, Breaker with Champa and Ziggler and Rude. So, you know, Breaker yeah. is in good hands. They know what they're doing by putting him with those guys for sure. Um, right. Let's talking see. About what else? Yeah. And after that, we get uh, Mr. Eli Drake. That's right. Eli Drake, the one and only. Comes Cut out it. talking only like he can. A brilliant promo yet again from yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Grace he's so color. good. It's just it's just ridiculous. We, we say it all the time, but you, you can't say it enough. He's just absolutely so good at this stuff. Yeah. 
and Waller comes out and tries to uh, to, to match him, but gets his ass handed to him verbally. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, got a, and, and they've got a last man standing match next week. <laughs> that's what they have worked to. Yes, they a last man standing match. Waller and Eli Drake next week. We'll see. It's got to be the end of this thing, right? I mean, they've stretched this yeah. thing out as long as it's got to be it. Um, this is be it, Waller. Yeah. Waller's got to win, right? Waller's got to win because old uh, Eli has got to be moving up, right? He's got to. Yeah, he's going to be one of. He's, He's going to be either on the Monday or the Friday after WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think and Waller. You'd think that Waller's got to win this thing if they're going to make him a big deal going forward. So uh, we'll see how that goes. That'll be next week. Uh, if Eli Drake's involved, it'll be a good match. That's for sure. Um, right, yeah. we get, get get our first. What the? Mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. The, just the, the first, dummy. yes, the first of several. Just <laughs> the several. With there's a cameraman in the women's locker room. Yep, just hanging out. I mean, enough to be fair, Glenn. Maybe it was an invisible camera woman. It could have been. It could have been, Glenn. Oh, a woman, a, a male or or, or a female can carry a, a camera, Glenn. Yep. And they, but she was still invisible. Yeah. <laughs> And there's weird blue lights coming out of the lockers. I don't know, Glenn. <laughs> I try with the show, I really do. <laughs> and then they've got, you know, that uh, what's that name? Persia Parada. Yeah. She's got her phone. She goes to put it in the locker, and it's an empty locker. <laughs> No lock or anything like oh, that no. on it. Just, oh, just, just set it there and walk away. It'll be fine. I mean, the empty locker will be fine there. It'll be fine. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, well, Persia, you know, she and Indy are having trouble. They're making sure that you know, Indy wants to make sure they're focused for their upcoming match in the Dusty Tag Team Classic. Uh, yeah. they, they say they're focused, but, you know, Parada, old Persia, she's horny, Glenn. She sneaks yeah. off. She's texting someone. Gee, I wonder who it is. If we only had watched the show last week, we would know. And of course, <laughs> we, we do know who it is. Yeah, we know it's going to be Duke's stupid face Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> walking around, just walking around with with no shirt on and his blue jeans, just, you know, just driving Persia crazy. crazy. But uh, anyway, we do get that tag team match now. Indy and Persia against Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu. This is a first round women's tag team classic match. And um, I, I, I just can't. I, I, know, I know some people like Wendy Chu, and it's fine. If you like Wendy Chu, that's fine. I'm happy for you. I hope you and Wendy have a lovely life together. I don't care for Wendy Chu's silly gimmick. Uh, no. I just I have trouble watching it's it. Just, it's fast forward time for me when I see Wendy Chu. It's a shame. They've got such a good wrestler there, and they've put her in this stupid gimmick. Yeah, um, yeah. It... Uh, I've got a note on this, and it's and it was they're going with chewing Kai to win the women's dusty, aren't they? They're Probably. going with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gave it to the men's fan favorite. And they're going to do yeah. the same with the women. 
Probably so. Yep. Old Dusty's spinning in his grave. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and the match itself wasn't anything special. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, as Glenn mentioned, Kai and Chu win and they move on. Uh, we had another women's match on this show, Glenn. Lash Legend versus Amari Miller. Why? That's it. If a- I'm if I'm picking one of these two, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna invest my time and energy in one of these two, it's Amari Miller. Amari Miller, of course it is. I've got two notes here. First of all, was a big uh, capital letters Y question mark. First of all, <laughs> legend can't sell to save her life. Oh she God, she's not good. Because they 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 mentioned that she was a basketball player, and I put yeah. she should have stuck basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hope she made yeah. plenty of money playing basketball because this probably ain't going to be it. <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I know people, you know, like if she's got good size. I mean, she looks like an athlete in there. Um, and I'm not saying that Lash Legend can't one day be, you know, a good women's wrestler, but it's not right now. And she doesn't need anywhere no. be anywhere near TV. Uh, I don't think it's helping her. And then especially post match when Legend, um, you know, she's all blown. The match was only about two minutes long, but Lash was blown up. <laughs> And yeah. she's yelling at the camera, you know, that she wants Nikita Lions. Everybody was talking about Nikita Lions, but they should have been talking about me, Lash Legend, not Nikita Lions. So that other problem with that, I mean, that came off pretty well. I mean, she was kind of blowed up and couldn't speak, but um, so we're gonna get in that uh, Lash Legend and Nikita Lions, and hopefully there's only one way that goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um that was my one thing about Nikita Lyons at the moment, um, they need to do more with her promo skills. Yep. <laughs> yep, that we'll get it. there. She'll she'll uh, she'll have her promo. Uh, I don't I don't think it happens yet on the show, but uh, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get to old Nikita. Yeah, when she has her promo. Um, yeah, before jumping. we get to that, we got We got to talk about this, Glenn. We got to talk about. Um, Brooks Jensen, um, Brooks oh. Jensen's never been with a real woman, Glenn. Oh, God. <laughs> Why do they have to insert this teenage soap opera in the middle of what was basically a decent wrestling show? You mean this wasn't, you mean that the joke that they started this segment, Glenn, with wasn't, um, wasn't mature? You know, if you remember... Briggs and Jensen, they're looking at a phone, right? They're looking at something, and they're all excited. Oh, I want to ride that all night, you know. And you're thinking, well, you know, he's been looking at dating apps. Maybe he's got a picture of a of a young woman on his phone, and it's yeah. disrespectful to make those comments anyway, especially in front of an invisible cameraman that the whole world can see you talking on. Um, <laughs> Oh, but then old, old Electra Lopez comes in, you know, who she is 100% real woman. There's no denying that. Um, and uh, they, they reveal to her that they're talking about a truck, not a woman. So <laughs> she doesn't find it that disrespectful. She tells old Jensen, you wouldn't know what to do with a real woman. And then Jensen says, and I quote, boom, in your face. I've never been with a real woman. Glenn, this is a program for adults. It's, it? <laughs> it's terrible. 
I don't get it. So yeah, Briggs is you know can't believe that Jensen said that, and uh, I, I I don't understand it. I, anyway, I don't know for what those else there is to say, <laughs> fast forwarded through that, and uh, yeah, okay, if you yes, did, well, we actually yeah. got a wrestling match after that. Well, we had a old Solo Sokoa versus Walter. I, I mean Gunta. Is that correct? Uh-huh. Yep. We finally get. Gunther I, looks I, like he's in good shape. I, he is, and again, my little note was: we finally get Walter. I mean, Gunther. <laughs> <laughs> it the was Walter, closer. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot closer than it has been. It um, definitely has. Yeah. Um, Sakoa's knocking him down a few times to get him rolled up to that stage where he's. He started laying it in a bit stiff. Mm. And you could see right there towards the end, Walter, Gunther, Gunta decided it was time for it to be over, and he went ahead and yeah. finished it off. Yeah, you could tell. Uh, he, yeah. he, he he sold for Solo for a while, but I think he yeah. decided, you know what? Eh, we're done. <laughs> so, yeah, Gunther wins, as he should. Uh, it wasn't a squash, because uh, Solo did get some offense in, but uh, a good match, a good TV match here. All right. Uh, you can answer me a question. Okay, I'll try. What is the worst match you could call for yourself if you're a champion? <laughs> Any match in which I don't have to be pinned in order to lose my belt. Exactly. That could be a three-way yeah. match. That could be a, a weird uh, a scramble type match. Hell, Glenn, that could even be a ladder match. I would never, if I were a champion, never say that I would choose to defend my title in a ladder match. What idiot would say that? that does, that's completely foolish. Surely no one would do that. Mm, apart from Braun Baker. <laughs> Braun okay. Baker. Oh, he was speak now. Yeah, what did old Braun do, Glenn? He was back there talking, and, 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 and Ziggler was talking, and he was talking, and Champa was talking, and, and tell the people what happened, basically. So basically, the champion says, "Right, let's settle this. I'll fight both of you next week for the title." <laughs> Well, you know, maybe maybe they can play it off in that he's young and he's inexperienced and he's full of vim and vigor and piss and vinegar and he's ready to take maybe they can sell it that way. Um but it if seemed I, the way it was delivered, it seemed kind of sudden and out of nowhere. Yeah. If I if I believed that they actually thought about this show and not just the everybody's nether regions. <laughs> then, then I, I would, I would hundred percent agree with you that they're doing this to show that although he's a champion and everything, he is still greener than grass. Yeah, he doesn't know better yet, and one of these oh. veterans might get one over on him. Yeah, which they're not going to. Wouldn't they're that just... be something though? Wouldn't if Dolph Ziggler was your NXT champion going into uh, Stand and Deliver WrestleMania weekend? Yeah, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Would be interesting. Yeah, from, and then get from the rematch. Mm. Could be. Could be. I don't know. But yeah. yes, a stupid thing to do, but Breaker is young and inexperienced. Uh, 
what has he had? Like seven matches in front of humans. I mean, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, maybe they can play it off that. You know, but you know, but you you mentioned that champion making that kind of uh, decision for themselves. Oh, there's more. We'll get to more of that later on in this yes. program. Stay yes. tuned. It's not like they hadn't done it, you know, just now. anyway. Uh, moving on, um, we see uh, old Joe Gacy and Harland, right? And, and Harland's got a match coming up with Draco, Anthony, and Harland and, and Gacy are doing their weird, creepy stuff. And I'm, I'm still into it. It's not too much. It's just enough, right? There's a, there's a chance that they could really overdo it with Gacy and Harland, but they haven't been in a lot. Gacy is doing a great job. Oh, he's, so he's <laughs> yeah. such a little creep. Oh, small, smarmy, slimy, creepy. He got it all. Oh God! If you ever smiled and looked at me in real life, I'd have to go take a shower. Yeah, exactly. What a creepy guy! But yeah, they're just—they're doing good on this program. I like what they're doing because they're not giving us too much. Yeah, poor R.I.P. Draco Anthony. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look good for Draco in this one. <laughs> doesn't look good at that. Um, I, love, I, love, I love the fact that Harlan kills him and then Gacy makes him hug it out with him. Yes. <laughs> yeah, not only does he get beat, but he has to stand up and hug uh, his fallen opponent. Yes, yeah. good stuff. Good stuff. Harlan's still greener than a pepper tree, but uh, you know he's he's big and scary looking, and sometimes that's half the battle. Yep. And as you it's say, GG. as you always say, he's a big he's a big guy that can put pick, pick people up and put people down. And if you're going to be a mid card scary monster like that, that's all you need. You, you better and be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. If you can't yeah. do that, you're in trouble. So yeah, so that that was a thing. Um, yeah, we had a lot of little small little promos, little small segments yeah. with invisible camera people in this thing. You know, there's more of them. There's the one with Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley, who was her uh, partner in the uh, tag team tournament last week. Um, there, there's really not much to say about a lot of those little things. Um, if I'm being honest, yeah. Um, but we did get the a second uh, women's match, tag team match. For the Dusty Classic, uh, Brent Piles' favorite woman, Cora Jade, and her partner, Raquel Gonzalez, versus Ulyssa Leon and Valentina Faraz. And those are just hard words for me to say. I actually got them out on the first take there. So that's, that's yeah, pretty good. Say, yeah. What do you think about old uh, Leon and Faraz? They look quite good. They're going to do all right. They, they, they look like the sort of team that could legitimately pick up a few wins but never worry the the, the championship. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what they are, though. I, there was one week, I think the very first week we saw them, they cut a very babyface promo, and then the next week they interrupted somebody's interview and were acting like heels. I'm not sure who they are, and, and I think a lot like um, – uh, a lot like old Nikita Lions, they definitely need to go through pom- uh, promo class a few times. Yeah, they're not the strongest talkers, but you can tell they're they're athletes, and uh, you know they they might have something. There were this match was a little bit botchy for me. There were a few weird miscommunications 
that happened. You know, if, if Raquel Gonzalez is the most veteran of the foursome, uh, yeah, you might have a problem because she's not yeah. that much of a veteran. <laughs> no, um, she's not exactly a ring general, is she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was a little uh, wonky and dis, disjointed for me, but um, at least it was a wrestling match and not a comedy gimmick like that first women's tag team match. That's right. Um, let's see, what other matches did we have here? Oh, we had old Von Wagner and Andre Chase. Andre Chase remains over oh, with the people. Yeah. Yeah, he's so I, good. I, I, I remains unconscious at the end of his match. <laughs> he's got one offensive move. He does those <laughs> awkward stomps where he spells out "Chase you." That's his yeah. only offense he ever gets in, and then he gets creamed. And uh, yeah, old Von Wagner uh, cleaned his clock there in this one. Um, That's a that is a his produce. That saves him by dragging him out the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like what and I liked what Chase did. And this is a little thing, and I think I, I don't think I'm hallucinating this. As is as you know, Stone Cold Sexton Hardcastle Bodie Hayward, uh, who is Chase's yeah. stooge, drags him out. Chase continues to sell his way back up the ramp. Yeah, a lot of times wrestlers don't do that. They just no. get a massive ass beating, you know, in the ring, and they kind of then magically recover and walk to the back you know but he was he was selling his way to the back so that's uh i appreciated old chase doing that well let's let's talk about the you mentioned old nikita lions earlier um she had a little promo here now i had said i had been on record as saying that after her debut match that last week all they need her to do this week is old mckenzie mitchell stand next to her with a microphone Ask her two softball questions, let her respond, and get out of there. But that's not what yeah. they did. They tried no. to fancy it up a little bit. Yeah, uh, it showed how, despite how good she looks in the ring uh, as a promo, she's weak at the moment. But this is yeah, not the best. <laughs> well, um, you, can, you can forgive that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but she's going to be apparently, you know, uh, on Lash Legends show, lashing out next week. So that will be something that happens. Oh yeah, and, and it may actually be better for her. Maybe because, uh, because, well, because being on that sort of show, doing like a conversation, we know it's going to end badly. Probably for Lash, hopefully. <laughs> See, but, but they're not just going to have a conversation like you and I are having a conversation. They're going to be reciting scripted lines at each other. You know, it would be better if they had an actual conversation. Yeah, as in the the, the supernova sessions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, you know a lot of that's not scripted. Uh-uh, it can't be. You watch it and you say it can't be. Nobody no. could write this. <laughs> you know, you can know him Dar or Shah a script that eats it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but uh, we'll we'll see how this uh, lashing out goes next week. I'm I'm sure it will turn physical. Probably setting up a stand and deliver match. Who knows though? The way they they rush things through, they might very well have this match. You know, two weeks from now. Um, yeah, and do it before that. But uh, 
anyway, I, that is what it was. So, I think if, if the, the powers that be, and we know Vince doesn't, but there's other powers that be within and yeah. NXT, uh, looking at the way that she's getting uh, over on social media and everything. 100%. Uh, yep. It may well get Lash Legend out of the way quickly and give her somebody yep. a bit higher up the card for standard deliver. Yeah, yep. uh, maybe correct. This has got to be just a stepping stone onto greater things for Miss Lyons. Uh, yeah, uh, she's she's got something, as they say, right? Um, Definitely. The main event of the program, the North American title, was on the line. Glenn Carmelo Hayes versus Pete. Done. Um, what match did you like this one better? Did you like this one better? Did you like the opening tag match better? Which was the match of the night for you? The opening tag match. Yeah, me too. This wasn't bad, though. This can't be bad. It's 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 haze and done. It's not going to be bad. No, it's not going to be bad. Um, too much reliance on Trick Williams to get Hayes out of trouble. Mm. Um, what they're doing with Pete Dunn, as I made the note, Pete Dunn, jobber to the stars. He seems to be putting yeah. everybody yeah. over at the moment. And he really has been. He really has. So you thought that that there was too much Trick Williams? I mean, even though I mean he's the heel manager, though, right? Yeah, I know, but um even all all the the top wrestlers that have had heel managers. They don't only win by manager interference. Every sure. time it seems like every time Camilla Hayes actually wins a match, is so trick is because Trick's done something or the other. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know they're not making him look strong in his wins as a champion. No. They need to, you know, they need to be looking making him look a bit stronger. That's only my opinion, of course. But and this is why this is why they need to have not every match like the biggest match of all time, right? It'd be totally fine if Carmelo Hayes went out there and beat Draco Anthony in five minutes. That's right. To make and Carmelo do, look strong. And do what they do on the on the two main shows is that not necessarily every week the champion wrestles for the title. They say this is a this is a title qualifying or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it does seem like we get a lot of title matches on this uh, NXT program every week. It seems like there's yeah. one every week. Mm. Uh, yeah, so you know, not not a bad match here. You know, I, you know, like I said before, I mean, I, I'm actually higher on Trick Williams than I am on Carmelo Hayes. Um, done, though. I mean, everything done does looks great, looks real, looks believable. Um, uh, what's next for him? I mean, he's. Because he's out, he's got to be out of the North American title picture now. I mean, he's lost yeah. this match. He's not in the heavyweight no. title picture. Uh, I, I don't know what's. You still think uh, he's going to maybe disappear for a little while, and maybe somebody's going to come join him? You still thinking that's going to happen? I think that will happen. Okay. Um, and I think that it will happen on either Raw or SmackDown. I don't think it's going to happen on NXT. Mm, okay. Okay. They're not going to. They they are when they're trying to get rid of this idea. This is basically being going back to being a development show. They're not going to want an experienced faction mm. kicking around <laughs> of 
And they've already yeah. got Imperium. And they've already yeah. got uh, uh, Diamond Mine. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think that either of those are around for long. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. I think Imperium um, is definitely not around for long. They can't be. I think they can't because I mean, if you're not if you're not going to put the title on Walter at NXT, what is he doing there? Yeah, exactly. I think that they'll put the titles on uh, Diamond Mine. Yeah, on the Creeds. On the Creeds. Yeah, that's how to deliver, and then uh, Imperium will turn up and destroy somebody or something. We'll see, because I mean, I don't. Walter's just kind of fluttering in the wind too, right? Because Solo Sokoa came out and challenged him. And then he promptly dispatched Solo Sokoa. So yeah. he's got nothing going on. No, no. But I meant Imperium as the three of them. Yeah. We'll just move yeah. up, up after standard yeah. delivery. They need to. He's got, there's yeah, not, there's yeah. nothing in NXT for them. Yeah. He should be he should be headlining standard deliver. Yes. <laughs> You know, maybe they'll do something funky and uh and and get Walter into that title match for uh against Breaker. Mm, I don't know. They say I don't know either. Walter. It's hard to say. It's hard yeah. to say he's a he's a, a rudderless put, ship in NXT that Walter. Put yeah, um, put in the title on Breaker as early as they did. They sort of painted themselves into into a face corner. You can't beat them too soon. <laughs> No, and who is there there to beat him? If not Champa, if not Ziggler, if not, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not going to be Hayes. Yeah, that's to bring Champa, uh, one of the few indie darlings that's still left within the company, and Ziggler, who they've been, who they brought down from the main roster. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I because don't know. They've, got nobody, they've got nobody ready <laughs> to challenge him for the title at the moment. This is why when they rebranded mm-hmm. 2.0 and they had that heavyweight title tournament or match that first night, they should have put the damn thing on Eli Drake and let him yeah. be the champion, the veteran champion for a while. Um, mm-hmm. But no, yeah. not only did they not do that that night, Glenn, they had old Von Wagner beat Eli Drake to get yeah. in that title match. Yeah, so it, you know, anyway. Um, so there you go. That was NXT. Uh, Hayes does win that match. Um, uh, as we say, you know, the Hayes did need Williams's help to get the win there as they were leaving, as they were going up the ramp. It wasn't 30, 45 minutes before, Glenn, when, when the heavyweight champion decided to issue a silly challenge uh, to where he is outnumbered and could lose his title. Uh, not yeah. only did that happen 30 or 45 minutes previous to this, but it happened again, Glenn. Yeah. It happened again. Hayes was leaving, and what does Hayes tell the people, Glenn? Remind me, because I forgot. I didn't make a He says that at Stand and Deliver, <laughs> the North American title will be defended in a ladder match. All right, yes. Because that's what you do if you're a heel champion, right? Yeah, you set you, you, you set yourself up for a gimmick match twice on this show. Twice on this show, the two men's singles champions issued these crazy challenges. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. No, no. I don't get it. It goes against 
every every principle. Every every principle of not only wrestling but sports entertainment too. They always make it. They all. It's always a stipulation against the champion when they make it a threat, fatal three way or whatever, and, and it's always made up. It's always built up by the commentary team as the champion didn't want this. There's no champion's advantage. This is this right. is a champion. You don't have the champion saying this. You don't have the champion making the challenge, right? Yeah, it it, it just makes no sense whatsoever. And you know. it all boils down to this thing about not having an authority figure again. Right. Yeah. Somebody because the, the common sense says that you have the authority figure tell Carmelo Hayes that at stand and deliver, yeah. there will be a ladder match. Mm. Your title is on the line and I will be selecting the other participants in the ladder match. And then Carmelo Hayes can huff and puff and scream and it's unfair and blah, blah, blah. That like, yeah, like you're supposed to. <laughs> what would be a good swerve on that? As, as if the authority figure said that is I'm fed up with Trick Williams keep interfering with your matches. You have got a ladder match against Trick Williams. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's interesting. Or yeah, you put Trick in the match as well, and so the yeah. heels think they've got the advantage, and mm. somehow it backfires on them. So yeah, there's ways you can do it, but I tell you what, what you don't do if you're the heel champion is make that challenge of your own accord. That's oh, it makes more sense for the inexperienced baby face piss and vinegar breaker to do that. than than it does for, for Hayes to do it. But in any event, I'm sure the next several weeks we will get our qualifying matches to see who will join Hayes in that ladder match. Um, Again, we say it every week, Glenn. I'm going to say it one more time. Most of the in-ring on this program is very good or okay. Somewhere yeah. between okay and very good. You know, you start the show with that tag match with those four guys. You finish it with a good match with, with uh, Dunn and Hayes. Um, some questionable things in the middle, but, <laughs> you know, they, they, gave, they started as strong and they ended as strong. So that makes you kind of go away from the show a little bit uh, more positive, I think. Yeah, of course it is. So, but we turn the clock 48 hours in the in the future from that program. We get to the best wrestling show every week, week in and week out. NXT Thursday, NXT UK. Glenn, what'd you think? You say, you say turn the clock forward 48 hours and a million miles. <laughs> and a million miles, yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Yes, a million miles straight back towards reality here on our Thursday program. That's some fantasy uh, high school land that the, the Tuesday show happens, apart from Breaker and Ziggler and Champa. Um, yeah, yeah, 48 hours in the future and a million miles closer to the reality, for sure. Because you could have had somebody at the beginning of this rabbit in on for 10 minutes. and But no. No. Well, the first thing happens... Mark Kofi comes out, followed by Charles Samuels, and you've got a match to start with. And you've got a professional wrestling match happen right in front of our eyes. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And in this one, uh, all of the extra players, all of the rest of the Gallus boys and Noah Dar were banned from ringside for this match. So 
We're going to get a winner. We're going to get a one-on-one. Who's the better man, Coffee or Samuels? What'd you think about it? I loved it. From Charlotte with his going to ring with his suspenders braces in this country at half mast. <laughs> Moving them up, take them down again, then losing one. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, basically, it was beautiful warm up for what came later. Two big yeah. guys hitting each other hard. And yeah, for real, hitting each other hard and for real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, what'd you think about uh, old Shaw's ring gear and that uh, banana yellow outfit he had on? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's superb. I think that uh, with, a, with the, with the attach braces, that was, it was just something else. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what he was. He looked almost like a taxi cab. I don't know. I, he looked weird. I don't know, that little outfit and his suspenders, if he had a, a certain think, kind of hat on, I'd expect him to be driving a cab. And the thing is, is there's one point during that when he had them down, and I think they may have been a pair of trunks that he'd had from when he was a few pounds heavier because he started <laughs> to lose been. them, pull them up. Yeah, it may have been. You yeah, because we had... and I think that was when he decided to put the straps up and then yeah. laid in, laid in to Mark Hoping. We <laughs> we have noticed that he has he has lost a lot of weight in the last several months. He's looking great, but yeah, he's definitely trimmed down. <laughs> yeah, and I think and I think those trunks were a a, a little bit big on him. Yeah, yeah, like, may have been. Big. May have been. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is just a, a physical match. I mean, you know, it's what you would expect out of these two guys. Punches and kicks and clotheslines and suplexes and bulldogs and, you know, these kind of physical uh, um, uh, type uh, wrestling here. Not a lot of high spots, not a lot of high flying, but just a great opening match that really sets the tone for the rest of what we're going to see. That's right. Yep. So uh, coffee, coffee gets the win, and it's important that he got the win here because Gallus has been kind of getting uh, – they've been getting beat lately. We've seen Joe Kofi get yeah. beat lately. Uh, did we not see Wolfgang get beat lately? Wolfgang. Um, yeah, Wolfgang got beat. So. Yeah, so Mark Coffey, Gallus needed a win here, so that was good. Yeah, and uh, it- – yeah. It, it follows on. It keeps the, the feud going between Shaw Samuels and, and uh, Noam Dar and the uh, Gallus. Yeah, because because yeah. next week we're going to get old Joe challenging uh, for the Heritage Cup, challenging <laughs> Dar yeah. for the Heritage. Next That's going to be outstanding. I'm that may be the match I'm most looking forward to next week is Joe Coffee mm-hmm. and uh, Noam Dar. That's going to be yeah, That's going to be a good one. The last two times we've uh, we've seen Joe, they've been in these big hard hitting matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, as somebody that's a bit smaller or quicker, like Noah, yeah, next week and he's got to do it a Heritage Cup style with the rounds. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good booking at the NXT UK offices. I like it. Good stuff there. Um, yeah, we saw a few uh, kind of uh, promos, kind of backstage things here. We saw something with old. Charlie Dempsey and uh, a kid. Mm. 
yeah, Charlie Dempsey trying to uh, con a kid into thinking. Yeah. Do you think he was conning him? Because I I got the impression that he was kind of being sincere, you know. Uh, A kid basically telling Charlie Dempsey, you know, uh, I'm disappointed in you. You know, you're not a bad guy. You know, you, you know, you're a good guy. I don't, I don't like you. You know, hanging out with De Familia and the, you know, the bad influences and whatsoever. You're not that kind of guy. And 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 Dempsey's basically telling them, you know, I'm not. I, I'm still me. I'm not that kind. I'm not bad. Uh, and as he's doing this explanation to A Kid. Here comes Rohan Raja, and he clobbers a kid from behind, and then the yeah. beatdown is on. So, do you think he was um, uh, lying the entire time, or do you think he was being sincere? And uh, Raja and Tio Man took things into their own hands. Um, I'm not sure. Whichever way, he did a good job of it. Yes, he did a good I, job with it. I think. I. I yeah. It could be. It depends on how long they want to keep him with the the familia. Yeah, is, this could be all leading to. Uh, he's having doubts. Yeah, is every time Tillman tells him to do something, he hesitates before he does it, and then does it. He's not the heartless hitman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Though I'm wondering how long it's going to be before he turns on them. Yeah, now he did. I, I seem to recall when the when the beatdown started happening there with A Kid. I do think he joined in. So uh, he did. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, <laughs> he, he didn't pulled. stand there disapprovingly. He jumped in too. He paused first of all, though. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He's doing yeah, real they, subtle, real so subtle tell, uh, beats with his what he's doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. So Tailman looked at him, and then he laid the boots in on. Yeah. Hey, yeah. They're definitely building something there. Uh, we we saw Miss Isla Dawn in the woods, Glenn. Um, uh, do you, where are those woods? Where where does Isla Dawn live, Glenn? Is that uh, Sherwood Forest or where does Isla Dawn live? Uh, the nearest forest to the uh, to, to there is Epping Forest, which is probably where this is shot. Okay. All right. Well, she she's hanging out there and she's uh she's singing. Do you think that's really her singing voice? I hope so, because it was lovely. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. <laughs> whoever it was, it wasn't bad. Yeah, I don't know if that's her or not, but whoever it was, it wasn't bad. And you know, she's been as as anyone has been following Miss Dawn's story, she has been taking things from her opponents, um, and then once she beats those opponents. She gives those things back, which is a kind of a little interesting character trait. You know, last week when she interrupted the Satamora celebration, uh, Isla took some flowers. We saw her eat one or two of them, but presumably uh, she's got some left. Um, and uh, her, her final trinket that she wants to collect is that women's title. We'll see if that's going to happen or not, but uh, uh, she's over with me. Yeah. And I think that probably was her singing because to get somebody that would sing that well with that Scottish lilt, mm. it's not easy to do. Yeah, her uh, her Scottish lilt does something to me, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, well, Some of those Scots, I can't understand half of what they say. Even if I can't understand half of what Isla says, 
I like the way she says it. Yes, <laughs> anyway, um, tag team match here, Glenn. We saw old Dave hey, Mastiff man. and former uh, uh, top jobber, no longer so Jack Stars, man. against the returning Pretty Deadly. He's got his he's got his liver vest. He's got his vest. Now I don't know. I don't know if it had his name on it yet. No, it didn't. Doesn't doesn't Mastiffs have his name on it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a stars, a star's got the vest, but he's got to earn the name patch. That's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're getting that yeah. straight. Okay. Good to see Pretty Dudley back here. Yeah, Shane Batman loops. <laughs> but it was again. Shows how good a tag team they are, because yeah. they, they 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 made massive and stuff. They're not a bad tag team themselves, but they made them look a million dollars. They really, really did. They really did. They, they, Hallie and Stoker are so good at selling, and you have to be. You have to be good at making your <laughs> opponents look like a million damn dollars, and that's what they do in every match. And they did it here. Um, it was it was uh, interesting um, to see how because um, it wasn't during the match when Pretty Deadly got a hold of the jacket and one of them put it on. Stoker yeah, put it on. I think Howley, one of them, and, and that just pissed Stars off, and he he went from Bruce Banner to the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, uh, excellent story, Ted. He's earned his badge. Next week, he's got to time, surely the next, now. The next time we see them, he'll be wearing that vest with, with his name on it. Because after what happened the week before, the last the last time we saw them, where Dave Mastiff wouldn't tag him in, wouldn't trust him yeah. enough to match for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, he hulked up there and took the pair of them on single hand. Yeah, and it was a point in this match. I'm glad you mentioned that. There was a point in the match when I think Stars was going to tag to Mastiff, but Mastiff said, no, you get them. You stay yeah. in. Yeah, yeah so they're, they're doing that uh, interesting a little bit of storytelling with those teams about tagging, not tagging, that mm. sort of thing. But, yeah, as soon as Stars got his vest back from Pretty Deadly, he put it on, and when he put it on, he hulked up. And uh, yeah. uh, you, know, you know, Stars is not a tall man, but he's you know he's he's strong as an ox, that's for sure. And he picked up one of those bigger boys and pretty deadly, and he picked him up and put him down. And yeah. Stars got the pin. I was yeah, not I was expecting saying, that. No, I wasn't. But it was perfect because Sam Stoker had taken the piss out of him, and yeah. With the with, you know, this was his prized possession. He worked yeah. hard. He'd eaten burgers. He'd done well. He cut well. the nipples in Pretty Dudley's shirts. Yeah, he'd done everything to get that vest. And then just to have them mock him like that. Uh, yeah. Little, yeah. It was one for the little guy. Yeah, it yeah, it's, it's good to give. Yeah, it's good to give us those kind of surprises because I think most of us would have predicted a pretty deadly win there. Um, yeah, but yeah, it helps. It helps Mastiff and Stars, and it does not hurt Pretty Deadly at all. So, and we and we know what's going to happen now. It is over the coming weeks. We're going to get some wonderful Pretty Deadly. Oh vignettes. yeah, 
Yeah, they've got they've got to be because, they, because they're going to be so pissed off. That yes, they lost. Uh, There'll be a lot of soul searching and wonderful stuff going on with them. There's a lot of potential for them to do some, you know, it's it's time for us to get serious and rededicate yeah. ourselves and all that kind of stuff and they hype us up and, you know, mm. but then we'll see them sitting on a beach, sipping a drink with an umbrella coming out of the top of it. I don't know. That's, I'm just yeah. making this stuff up, but there's got to be something that they can do, right? Um, uh, um, that will, in their pretty deadly style that will get over. Yeah. Sure. Um, what we do know about NXT UK is they always treat the losers well. Yep. Yep. They don't you stop saying Where somebody loses, that is not they're not just swept under the carpet, and that's the end of their story. Jack Stars proves that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Hurt, I mean, they... he's hurt his time in the spotlight. As he was, yep. he was the job that he was he, he jobbed out to everybody in those first episodes. <laughs> he absolutely did. So yeah, they, they they always tell the loser's story on this show. So uh that's why I think you're right. What we're gonna see from Pretty Deadly going forward is going to be some good stuff. We saw Braddy Brookside, Glenn, making a call to Daddy. It's not her <laughs> fault. I didn't lose, it wasn't my fault. Uh superb. Um, (laughs) will we see Robbie Brookside on our television at any point I do believe that this is building (laughs) to that point we're going to see Robbie over here to sort her out wow he's going to be so pissed off with these phone calls that he's going to be over here oh that's so good please make that happen Glenn call whoever you need to call make that happen (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> good stuff good stuff now I, I like i like the brookside segment um you know then we got the weird trucker story again right and you know i i don't think it was the trucker that was narrating this thing right i think when I, it starts you think it's the trucker uh, that's narrating it but it's not that, that 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 trucker certainly wasn't welsh okay <laughs> how can you tell just by looking at him Looking at him, okay. um, he, 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 uh, the thing is, is that sounded very much like uh, a certain wild boar, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's interesting, what's his mo here? What's going on? Because if you listen to the to the promo, he's talking about how you know you left me behind, you know, um. So is he talking about it. old primate and Eddie uh, Dennis? Can I? Yeah, exact. The end quote, and I wrote this down because okay. this is really important. For you, the hump may be over, but for me, it has just begun. And what did they? What were they? They called, called themselves the Hunt. Yes. So yep. yeah, after Eddie Dennis and Symbiosis. Yeah, that'll be interesting. You know. It, 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 can Wild Boar be the babyface? Can he play babyface? We'll see. He can. <laughs> okay. He can. I've, you know, I've, I've known Hitch for a lot of years, so yeah, he can do okay. a babyface quite easily. Very good. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll be that'll be good to see. Um, uh, they tell us that next week we're gonna get Charlie Dempsey and a kid. That'll be good. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But Glenn, the reason why we even woke up that morning to watch this program, the reason. Yeah. That the whole 
that this program exists, Glenn, is to watch the battle that we were about to see. The championship NXT UK championship. Ilya Dragunov, your champion, challenged by one Mr. Nathan Frazier. And as soon as they announced this match, I got a little excited. I got a little happy. I knew this was going to be a banger. Glenn, how would you like this match? Do you think that Nathan Fraser went to Ilya Dragunov before this match and said, try to kill me? Oh, man. <laughs> I think Ilya Dragunov went to Nathan Frazier and said, dude, I'm going to try to kill you. It's not yes. personal. I'm apologizing <laughs> now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't think that they would have put Nathan Fraser in there with him unless, yeah, they have to be very selective of who goes in that ring with Ilya Dragunov. He's going to kill Well, look, somebody. they sent, they sent Frazier in there against Walter. Mm. Yeah. And he lived. And that was probably and that was probably the test to see if it knew again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, a, although Walter's the bigger and more imposing of the two, I'm not sure that he actually hits harder than Ilya. Oh yeah, no, Ilya hits just as hard, if not harder. Absolutely. Now it was interesting in this, you know, I I, I mentioned the I saw this, of course, on Peacock. And I commented mm. to you when I saw it that they were not playing Ilya's regular music. Um, Which he did come out and he did the whole, you know, conducting yeah. the orchestra. Yeah. He did the whole routine as if it were his old music, but it was generic rock music <laughs> over, yeah. you know, what they normally play there. So they'd overdubbed it because watching it Obviously. live, they did have, they did have the original Okay. Russian style music. Okay. Yeah, they, they figured that, that they would uh not yeah, do the it's, Russian it's, style music at this point in our history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of the uh, when they when they first showed it, it, I don't know whether it was just on the network or when Peacock showed it like or whether it just Peacock that overdubbed it. Because mm. uh it was See, I don't. Yeah, I don't know because I I don't know because I watched it the day after, uh, so I yeah. watched it on the Friday. So maybe at, at the regular American Peacock time, it was the original music. I don't know. Yeah, it's something so oh bugger, we better not have that on there again. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> which is fine. Uh, they just need to tell him next time so that he can uh, do different choreography with his hands because it wasn't matching yeah. the beat of the new music, but. Anyway, think, that is what it is. <laughs> I, think, I, I, yeah, I, I think when we see him again, he'll be distancing himself from... Uh, yeah, yeah. Probably not a bad move. Probably not a bad move. Um, but uh, th this, again, like like the first match with Coffee and Samuels, it's exactly what you think it was going to be. This was going to be hard-hitting. This was going to be physical. Um, Frazier, I've said it before, I'm so impressed with him. I have always been everything he does is so quick and crisp. He never misses Carmelo Hayes. Nathan Frazier never misses. Um, and I've said it before. Ilya Dragunov is, in my opinion, the best current in-ring wrestler on the planet. Um, oh, I mean, every one of his matches is incredible. It doesn't matter who he's in there with. And I no. cannot say that about anybody else even a guy i like a lot even roman reigns 
I will say very good match. I really like the match. It's great, but it's just not downright incredible. And that's what Dragon Off is. Yeah, it's just um, if he was anywhere but on NXT UK, there'd be certain people singing his praises from the rooftops. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because you know, by any Brody Star methods, he gets fives every time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if he ever wrestles in Japan, I mean, it's going to be like fifty stars. Oh yeah, because it's <laughs> it'd be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, but they 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 absolutely bit that they beat the piss out of each other the entire time here. It starts kind of breaking mm. down towards the end, and they're just beating the shit out of it, just punching and slapping each other. And uh, they they weren't very worked punches and slaps either. They were beating the piss out of each other. Um, there was one, there was one back slap that Ilya put up, and it was like a gun shot. <laughs> Yeah, you could see the big red mark. Then yeah, raises back. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, uh, and the way you know, and I like the thing that Dragonoff does, and I forget who else used to do it this way, but um, if he gets hit with something, if Frazier or Walter or whoever he's wrestling hits him with something, the way he just collapses. Yeah. You know? The way he, the legs fold back on themselves and the way he sells and collapses and the way he emotes with his face and everything registers, whether he's in pain, whether he's trying to fire up, he somehow can make himself turn red on, on command. Uh, his hair kind of has a mind of its own and starts standing up. Um, yeah, he, he's just a freak. He's uh, he's the best in the world right now for me. I mean, he as far as is. between the bells, he doesn't miss. They're all great. Um, eventually Ilya does, uh, take the win here. He hits that torpedo Moscow headbutt. I think is what they call it. Torpedo Moscow. Uh, they yeah. may need to rework that. May to run that through the gimmick machine and maybe rename that one. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. Just, um, just <laughs> yeah something. Um, but it kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, it was it was quick, which is what I think a good effective finisher. Sometimes they need to be out of nowhere. Um, I mean, that's that's supposed to finish the match, right? That's supposed to lay your guy out. If you can catch him, right. get yeah. him and, and and get out of there. Um, yeah, it's a, that's got to be basically the most protected finisher in wrestling at the moment, along with the claymore. Yeah, yeah you might be right. You absolutely might be right about that. Um, yes. After yes, the match, what? Drew hits anybody with a claymore. Yeah, and then it's, it's, it's all over. Uh, the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The but the time that he lost to Walter, he didn't get the, the torpedo Moscow. Okay. Okay. He didn't manage to do it. I think he tried one and Walter got out of the way, pushed him out of the way or something. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, that makes good sense off. then. Yeah, if in the second uh, match, if he got one, he won, yeah. Yeah, when he won it, he got one. Well, he got two yeah. to finish Walter off. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I remember that now. Yeah. And that, that's just good. That's just good, yeah. uh good wrestling, Glenn. That's just good yeah. old school wrestling. You know, you, you don't get your finish, you don't win. You got to use it twice to beat the bigger man, and here you Whip it out of nowhere and beat Frazier after the match. Uh, show of sportsmanship. 
the yeah. handshake, the handshake of respect. This was a babyface match here. Um, so neither guy was doing anything dastardly to win. It was a uh, a good sporting affair, as they may say. That's right. You can't ask so, for any more from it. It was no. They tried to kill each other, and then at the end of it, they shake hands and yeah, yeah, and, and, and you know, and and, and both guys uh, earned each other's respect. And we're not yeah. done with Nathan Frazier. I'm not telling you he's nah. going to beat Ilya next week or next month, but that kid. I mean, strap a rocket ship on that kid. He's so good. He is, he is. How old is uh, he? Do you have any, if you had to guess, how old is he? He can't be that old. How long old. has he been doing this thing? Um, well, he's, what is it, he's three years uh, at uh, Seth Rollins School. Okay. Before he came back to the UK. So uh, yeah, it's I been, have no it's idea. In like five years or something. Okay. Okay. So he's so still, he's you know, Presumably, you know, less than 25 years old, roughly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say he's 24, 25. Because if you remember, when he first came over, came back, he said he'd come back to the UK to learn the UK style of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And so what they do, they put him in a match with Walter and Ilya and just have him beat the shit out of him. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, no, well, we, yeah, we, we, we He's he's done the he's done the Heritage Cup and all the rest of yeah. it as well. So he seems like a guy that would that would uh, win that Heritage Cup at some point. I think so. If they, yeah, it if makes sense put- because, like you said, I mean, they told the story. He he wants to come back to learn the British style, that sort of stuff. Well, yeah, win that damn championship. <laughs> yeah, it's the most British championship in wrestling. <laughs> And now they've built his credentials up after this loss yeah. to Ilya. It could well be that he'll go after Noam Dar. Yeah, yeah. And see, he had a couple of close three counts in this one, too. Uh, uh, Ilya is another one of those guys that just got a knack of kicking out at 2.9. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, just it's an outstanding match. Cannot recommend Dragunov and Frazier enough for anybody that has not seen it. It is absolutely well worth your time. And uh, I don't know what's happening on the AEW program right now, but I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a better professional sports entertainment combat match this week than Dragunov versus Frazier. Um so, yeah, there you go, folks. There are the two NXT recaps from this week. As always, the UK show takes the prize. Uh, the Tuesday show, uh, not bad. You know, we could we could do without the Wendy Chews of the world, or we could do without with uh, Brooks Jensen saying he's never been with a real woman. Uh, we could do without that, but the, the in-ring stuff, pretty good. UK show, though. Takes mm-hmm. the prize. What do you say here, Glenn? We watch a little wrestling uh, before you watch some more wrestling. Yes, why not? Um, set up, we, uh, set up what we've got here. Uh, we've got uh, PCW versus WXW heavyweight champion match. Um, first, it's uh, Chris Travis versus Rockstar Spud. Okay, I, I, I know who that is. <laughs> September the, the 5th, 2012. Um, 
I explained a bit about Chris last week about yeah. um, how he had stomach cancer and sadly yeah. passed away in 2016. Um, this was in, uh, it, it basically, um, he was one of the best technical wrestlers never to ever make it to the WWE. Um, and I'm sure if he had lived, uh, he would have been one of the first to sign up for NXT UK. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. Well, let's take a look at Mr. Travis against one Mr. Spud here. I will give the countdown. Glenn will press play. Anybody watching along will want to press play as well. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, play. All right, here we go. Introductions being made. Who is going to be the first to come through the curtain? XP, uh, what is this? XWA and GPW? GPW, yeah. Are these British uh, organizations or where are these are, locations yeah, are located? They're both up in the north of England. Okay. Uh, They, uh, what does GPW they, stand for? Um, it's PC. I don't know what GP because it. I, when I read this, I thought it, this is Preston City Wrestling, which is which was Chris's sort of home. Um, home uh, territory, for lack of a better term. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Against XWA, X, WXW, which I haven't got a clue what that stands for. Probably yeah, who knows? There's nothing it, it could possibly stand for. Wrestling <laughs> or something. <laughs> i tell you what, Chris Travis coming out here, he looks like somebody. He looks like uh, he's got, mm. just standing there, as they say, he looks like a million bucks. He, yeah, he definitely. Um, this was in July the 28th, 2012, uh, in Morecambe, Lancashire, which is up in the northwest. This is up near uh, Simon's Country. Okay. Um, and not long after that, at September the 5th, 2012, the pair of them were in the TNA British boot camp. Oh, interesting. And knew, <laughs> yeah. Um, we know... Of course, Spud got signed. And Chris didn't, for some reason. Huh. As I say, uh, it's very strange. He, uh, he, he was such a talented guy. Um, I first got really to know him when he was on his... I've, I've seen him wrestle a couple of times, but we became friends when once he, he retired the first time. Um, and he spent a lot of time on Twitter and he was helping me when I was doing my campaign to get British wrestling back on the TV. Yeah. In conjunction with Preston City and uh, Southside Wrestling. Well, he, looks, uh, he, he looks like a million dollars standing there. I, I, he looks oh. like he knows what he's doing. Here, here comes a little spark plug. <laughs> Yeah. Rockstar Spud himself. For people who don't know, Glenn, tell the people who Rockstar Spud is. It's Drake Maverick. 
for those that don't, don't know. Uh, who did not know him yeah. before he was Drake Maverick. That's right. Um, he was Rockstar Man, Spud was... On, the independent, on the Indies, and then he was Rockstar Spud in TNA. Yeah. Um, he spent a lot of time in TNA as a as the authority lackey, basically. Yeah. Oh. I, so this mind? was 12, <laughs> you said. 2012. Yeah. So we're 10 years ago. Uh, so obviously, mm. you know, old, old Spud is going to look younger. Obviously, this was 10 years ago. It's yeah. kind of shocking mm. how lo- young he looks, though. He <laughs> <laughs> almost doesn't look like the same person. No. I don't know if it's the hair. I, yeah. I don't know. but it <laughs> Probably. Um, I'm never sure. I'm not sure. I didn't look up Spud's statistics on when he started and everything. But he just seems to have been around forever. Yeah, yeah. He's another guy that just he's he's got that charisma, right? I mean, he's he's working his way through That's the right. fans here, smiling, slapping hands, posing, uh, strutting. Look at that strut. Yeah. I mean, he's got that charisma. He's got that it factor that you just got to watch what he's gonna do. So. Uh, the people here love him, obviously, especially that granny in the front row. She just planted one on him. <laughs> Got a little message from uh, Brent. I'll tell you about after we've watched this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm sure it's uh, okay. <laughs> now I'm curious. So where would this play have taken place? This looks like some sort it's, of. Uh... It's, a, it's a sports hall. Okay. Said, not a very big um, one, not a ton of seats there, but it's back. It's back. No, this is a place called the Hexagon, okay. uh, in Mal- as I said, in Malcolm in Lancashire, which is up in sight of his neck of the woods. Yeah, um, it's packed. They filled the house. I mean, they, they were doing something right back in 2012 over there. Well, basically, basically, in 2012, Chris and Spud would have packed out anywhere, they would have sold out anywhere. Okay. You got two of the biggest draws in the country at that time. Travis is somebody that you believe would probably have been a a uh, one of the initial NXT UK guys. I think he would have um, either that or he would have actually gone into NXT. I because mm. I I think that he would have gone on to if it'd been around. I think he would have gone into the. Um, Cruiserweight Classic. Mm. Mm-hmm. Rather than Flash. Okay. Yeah, cancer is a hell of a thing, man. That's it's uh it yeah. is one of those yeah, so unfair. It's one it's the most yeah. unfair thing. I'm sorry, it's a bit um it's a bit emotional watching this because I'm not it's watching okay. this in a long time. It's okay. Tell you what, what do you think about the referee here? I got, I got to pick something about this. Ref- he doesn't have his shirt tucked in. That's unprofessional. Oh, I did. tuck your shirt in, referee. <laughs> he looks sloppy, Glenn. You need to tuck it's your awesome. shirt in if you're the referee. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Doesn't well, Spud yeah, look? He looks like a baby. He does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. 
Okay, I've got to go to the research department now. Why this is okay? Good. Yes, uh, call the research department and ask them uh, how long Spud had been in the business at this point. Uh, Spud, not a tall man, we know that. Travis here is, is teasing Spud about his height. He's gotten down to on his knees, and Spud just made a uh, a vulgar uh, gesture with his um, his midsection towards Mister Travis's face. Um, so it's going to be that kind of party. Yeah. Well, he, he, as he was coming down the ramp, he mooned everybody. So he, <laughs> you never he know what's actually, going to happen in uh, Preston City Wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he actually started in 2001. Oh, bullshit. No. How old was he? Two? <laughs> when is Rockstar Spud born? He was born on the 30th of January, 1983. Oh, I call bullshit on that. So he's just one of these Fake news. Always... <laughs> so, okay, so 83. So doing some quick math in my head real quick. He's like 37, 38 years old now? Yeah. Unbelievable. Wouldn't have guessed. But you're right, though. If you think about it, he really has been around forever. Yeah, yes. <laughs> he really has, because those T that TNA stuff was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was. It was only. It feels like a long time ago, anyway. Well, 2012, he was first signed, and officially he finished on the, in the Indies on uh, 2014 to go full time at TNA. So. Mm. Now he's getting the boots put to him now here. Chris Travis, the bigger man, the bigger competitor anyway, maybe not the bigger man, but the bigger competitor, stomping a mud hole. Now he's taunting, playing to the crowd here. Oh, big spear from Spud. Now he's on top, pounding away. Was Travis a uh, uh, normally a heel? Is that his uh, wheelhouse, being a heel? Not, well, it depends. Um, depends. Because of the – yeah, it, if you think that back to this time, it, it, the independent scene over here was very much like the territories. Mm. There were lots of little independent promotions going round, so okay. it would depend. It, it could be wrestling at Progress one day and be a face, and then the next day here being a heel. And yeah, yeah, because I saw that with Brody. I saw Bruiser Brody. You know, he's in the AWA. He's a heel, but when he comes to yeah. Dallas, he's a babyface. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, similar. So yeah, very much that sort of thing. Gone are the days by this time where you had the definite heels and the definite faces, and yeah, neither the swine should meet. Because <laughs> it, because again, this was there. It was born at a time when there wasn't. The, the only way that you actually got was like Preston were doing a um, a subscription service okay. to these videos. Um, in progress, obviously, we're doing their subscription service. So that was the only way that were people were watching wrestling. It wasn't on TV. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was the dark ages of uh, yeah. wrestling on British TV? <laughs> it certainly is. Um, <laughs> It was when I was fighting the hardest, yeah, to try and get it on. 
especially oh. when uh, certain celebrities <laughs> basically said basically said if you could cut I I will I will fund it if somebody could come up with a make to show me that it was economically viable. Yeah. And we did. Didn't hear from him. <laughs> mm, that bastard. I know who you're talking yeah. about too. And he's got heat with me just for that. If I ever see him, <laughs> I'm telling him, I'm telling him about it. Just so the thing is though, it probably did British wrestling a favor in a way, because if we'd done that then, there's no guarantee that there would have been an NXT UK. Well, there was, there's a lot of interesting alternate realities. Had that project with you gone through, um, you could have yeah. had, you could have had WWE saying, we don't want any piece of this, or you could have WWE coming and saying, Oh, look, there is a market for this stuff. People are interested. And, uh, yeah. you know, they, they, they might've, uh, they, they might've swooped you away to Stanford, Glenn. <laughs> Made oh, you an oh, offer oh, you couldn't yeah. refuse. Yeah, I would have been quite happy with that. <laughs> See what they basically they drove ITV out of business, and they're the one of the biggest TV companies in the country. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> as far as wrestling went, who was that gimmick on commentary back there? That gimmick in the orange. Who's that guy? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> he looked like he was the uh, the the uh, quote unquote hip or cool uh, uh commentator he yeah, looked like a, he's dressed like pn news if anybody needs a visual except in all orange <laughs> travis has the advantage here oh he's leaning on spud pulling his hair that's disrespectful boom a guy like a guy like Spud, you know, just him being the size that he is. I mean, he's always going to get the sympathy. You know, he's always yeah. uh, going to do the selling for the bigger, bigger individual here, and that works. I mean, you know, it's fine. You know, I've railed in the past. I've gone on and on about, oh, there's too many small guys in wrestling. This guy's too small. This guy's too short. Well, you can have small guys in wrestling, but if you've got too yeah. many of them, it's a problem. <laughs> You know, uh, so having one rock star spud around, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, having one Ray Mysterio around, there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, there's nothing wrong with it at all. Uh, but you're as good as Ray Mysterio or Spud. Yeah, true. <laughs> They'll find yeah. a spot for you. Yeah. And the good thing is, is it? Is it ooh. That was snug. He swung him into the ropes and he swung him hard and, and Spud went yeah. with it and took it. That was brutal. And the good thing is is that when you've got somebody like Ray or even Spud, they legitimately still look like they could hurt the bigger guy. Yeah, because they they look like athletes. They're short, sure, but they still look like yeah. athletes. They still have bodies. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and quick as lightning so yeah oh oh travis really working over spud here oh he kicked him dead in his ass yeah <laughs> spud was hole. leaned over the spud was leaned over the bottom rope he booted him he screamed my hole and he fell to the floor yep <laughs> 
goodness. Yeah, I mean, you look at Travis, you think this, like, if this was 2012, if he if he had been in the U.S. looking like this and acting yeah. like this and working like this in 2012, he's on Monday or Friday now. Yes, definitely. You know, if his health had not you know been what it was, I mean, he's yeah. just looking at this guy. I mean, man, this is a a a, a serious what if on this cat. Mm. And that is why it was so tragic. Only yeah. 32 as well. Yeah, yeah. He died. Mm. Yeah, it just goes to show oh. that cancer <laughs> cancer doesn't make any distinction nope. fit or um or young or old. It doesn't make any difference. No, it does not. No, it does not. Spud firing up here, coming back. There you go, Spud. Chop down the taller guy. Get him on his knee. Now hammering on the back of his head. Yeah, I went I, when he had when he had his comeback match. I went up to Preston for that, and God, the pop that uh, that is the most people I've ever seen in a small wrestling venue in my whole entire life, and the mm. noise when he came mm. out was unbelievable. Oh, I bet, I bet. Uh... Mm. Oh, <laughs> tell you what, they're working tough here. I mean, they're they they seem to be giving it to each other. I mean, they're, they're oh, there you go. See, you know, you grab the referee like that as the referee's shirt's not tucked in. Then the referee's shirt flies up, and you can see his belly. Nobody wants to see the referee's belly. Have you ever wanted to see a referee's belly? Tuck your shirt in. Uh, this. There's a there's a couple that I wouldn't have mind around at the moment I wouldn't mind. Exactly yeah, maybe there, there may have been some <laughs> some special referees in a few matches, maybe. But uh... <laughs> was there anything on the line in this match? Was this a title match it's... of any kind, or is this a special challenge, or or what's going on here? This was a. Uh... Well, this was one promotion against another, I guess. So it's kind of like a bragging yeah, right. Yeah, right. and he used to do it quite a lot over here. With um, the first time that I ever saw Owen Hart on the TV over here was the UK against America in a tournament. Oh wow. Do you have any idea who, you, who Owen Hart was? It was against that one. Do you have any idea who that match was? Um, probably I not. Think I mean, it, it was, it's been it a was few hard. years. I'll forgive you if you don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember to be honest. I've, yeah. It's probably I'll, I'll have a look see if I can find it on Ooh. YouTube around somewhere. I tell you what, old. Uh, uh, Travis took a nasty sp spill out of the ring there, but it was completely under control. He was never in any yeah. danger, but he made it look reckless. That was good stuff. You have to, well, yeah. no, that that's a that's a hardwood floor. There's no padding. Yeah, no, that floor ain't working with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's a shoot floor. So yeah, you better be under control if you're going over. And he was, but he he looked chaotic doing it. So that was that was a good uh, good spill there. Look at those lines. They, that ring that ring goes away, and somebody's there, they've got their badminton in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a this is a that's a shoot floor. That's for sure. But throwing Travis back into the ring. He's got the momentum. The people are behind him, pumping his head up and down, setting us up for something big here. Still selling the left arm, though. Yep, still working and selling as he should be. Trying to find the will to get to the top. The people are behind him. He's trying to climb. It's hard to do with one arm. Oh, he took too long. Here comes oh, Travis. Oh, that's good though. That's good. I mean, that's good wrestling storytelling. You know, you uh, uh, Travis is on top for a while. You get that hope spot, that comeback from from Spud, and Travis cuts him right off, and then walks over to him with that evil, evil look in his eye. Apparently, this show is called Vendetta. Vendetta 2, I'm presuming. There uh, must have been a yeah. Vendetta 1. XWA versus GPW. <laughs> oh, that was brutal. It's got to be it, right? It's got to be. No, it's not it. Travis throwing a fit. He didn't get the pin. You know who he almost looks like? He almost looks like, if you've ever seen uh, one Mr. John Moxley, when he was uh, wearing the, the short trunks yeah. like this, when he was slimmer, he, he kind of had the same mm. haircut. He really looks a lot like a young John Moxley here. He does. Physically. All right, yeah. Because uh, old Moxley used to be like, this rail thin, you know, he wasn't, uh, you know, and Travis isn't rail thin. I mean, he's slim, but he's athletic, but, uh, he looks to me, he reminds me a lot of that, that in the era of Moxley. Yeah, yeah. He's so got that too. Yeah. Oh, got Spud down here. He's trying to do pick him up. Big move here. Nope. Reverses back body drop. <laughs> Now Spud's got his moment. Now he's trying to climb. Will he make it this time? He didn't make it the first time. He's selling. He's working. The people are behind him. Travis is laid out. He's prone, waiting. Go for glory, Spud. Do it. Oh, nope. referee. Oh. It wouldn't have <laughs> happened if his shirt would have been tucked in. That's all I'm saying. No, that's <laughs> Well, Chris wouldn't have been able to push him, would he? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. He wouldn't have been able to grab a hold of him if his shirt was tucked in. That's twice now we've seen Spud try to go for the top rope move here. Twice, uh, Travis has cut him off. We'll see if the wrestling rule of three applies here shortly. We'll see if the third time is a charm for Mr. Spud, or will something else happen? Going for that. Hanging, we saw this a second ago. This kind of hanging, spinning neck breaker. Travis nailed it the first time. Spud <laughs> fighting it off, hands on the ropes. Oh, Travis 
smacks him in the jaw. That shut that down real quick. <laughs> this match is following the rules. I mean, it's following the basic blueprint of bringing people up and bringing people down. You're riding the waves with this match. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a hundred miles an hour the whole time. This is just a this is just a good piece of business here. This is not safe. Superplex position. Boom, there you go. Punch him off there, Spud. Travis is down on the mat. Now he's up there. Now it's the third time. Is he going to make it? Test for the wind and wham. Boom, the big elbow drop from Spud. spectacular elbow drop. Oh, but that didn't do it. Oh, it did do it. I only saw two. Was that three? Yeah, it was three. Okay, well, I guess I was distracted because the referee's shirt was untucked. (laughs) Spud with the win there. There you go. A good match. Uh, Travis in tears. He can't believe he's laying in the ring, lost to Spud. Uh, They they teased us with that top rope move once, didn't get it. Twice, didn't get it. Third time, finishes the match. That's how you do it, ladies and gentlemen. Very, very yeah. good piece of business between these two here. And a good elbow drop as well. Yeah, yeah. Nice. But celebrating in the crowd. Oh, he just got him a smooch. <laughs> this the days when the when the wrestlers uh, made out with the people in the arena, Glenn. Where have those days gone? Um, people started threatening to sue. And oh, COVID, and you know, so you can't just uh, swap spit with the fans anymore the way you used to. There's a lot of things you can't do. Spud is a, uh, you know, he doesn't get enough credit for being as good of a wrestler as he is. You know, he's, he, he's always, he, and, it, and it's wrong, but his height has always worked against him, you know? Um, That's uh, right. Yeah, he's just he's he, he's very very good though, and you can see that here. And this was, you know, 2012, so he still had room to get better. Um, yeah, it's just it's a shame a guy like Spud isn't you know eight inches taller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or a foot taller, or they a foot and a half taller. <laughs> they would have never. They would. They would have never have made the way he was. They would never have made him Dixie Carter's lackey. True. Correct. Yeah. That's a perfect role for him. So it's it's good that it's good that he's back with the WWE now in a, a backstage yeah. capacity, as they say. Um maybe, maybe he'll get back on TV. We'll see. Maybe. You know, a guy that charismatic mm-hmm. uh, can do it all. Uh he might find his way back on TV one day. Who knows? Hopefully they'll get him doing some uh, promo coaching down in NXT. Yeah, send him down there, send him set him up with old Nikita. Yes, sir. Yes. Lock him in a room with Nikita for a while. And if he lives, maybe they'll uh, teach her some promo skills. I don't know. We'll see. I kind of fear for his safety in that situation. He'll need some backup. I'm available. Um, <laughs> right. Glenn, uh, you're, 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 uh, you're itching to get to that AEW revolution, aren't you? Uh, not really. I'm itching. <laughs> um, I will catch up with it. <laughs> okay. Well, Probably. I mean, you paid for it, so I want you to be able to watch it. Probably I don't want you to lose your money on this deal. And uh, message from Brent. 
Yeah. Uh, AEW program, and I've seen two effing Canadian destroyers in three matches. Holy <laughs> shit. Of course. Of course. Of course. This is a, you know, it, it's as impactful as a drop kick is these days, you know? Yep. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, I am positive that some of that AEW program is going to be very, very good. I have a lot of faith in a few individuals on that card to do some good professional wrestling. We'll see how that goes. We will this weekend, as we mentioned, connect with one Mr. Brandon Banks, the AEW Mark himself, his words, not mine, to -hmm. discuss this AEW program along with other things. And, of course... We have to uh, mention again, Sunday, one week from today, Glenn and I will speak with former Smoky Smoky Mountain Wrestling heavyweight champion, Bobby Blaze. Cannot be more excited for that. Um, I'm going to have to do my hair for that, Glenn. I'm going to have to dress up, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have to look like we know what we're doing anyway, right? Um, So that's coming up this weekend. We're excited about that. Uh, what else do we need to mention before we get out of here, sir? Very usual shout-outs. Um, a, a work in progress, as we've already mentioned, Brent. Uh, him and the mayor every week, every Friday, do a live show, and it's hilarious. And then that drops on your podcast app of choice on the following Tuesdays. Right. They're on the road to Giggle Mania at the moment. We're going to be part of that. We will be joining for them for that those festivities, of course, of course. So AWIP at AWIPod. Give them a follow. Give them a listen. And, of course, Glenn, we have to mention the patron saints of the Piece of Business podcast. Of course we do. DC. Durango. 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 <laughs> At the DC Matthews. There you go. And Doc Manson at Doc Manson on Twitter. And DTT, DDT Wrestling. It's two o'clock in the morning. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, what time is it where you are? It is two after 2 a.m. on a Monday. Here I am. It's just Sunday evening where I am. I'm fine. Yeah, Glenn's right. been awake for roughly 72 hours. Drinking tea and beer, nothing but tea and beer, getting ready for this revolution. He's ready to storm the streets, ladies and gentlemen. He's fired up. I see a pitchfork in one hand, a cold beer in the other one. He's ready to hit the streets and revolt with the (laughs) AEW. So until next week, everybody, thank you for listening. I am Jeremy at EPL and NFL. He is Glenn. Yep. We've We've got one big shout out. Oh, please do. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get you to your program, Glenn. Oh, Sportswire Radio. Dang uh, it. Thomas Price. We can't forget them. We cannot take Thomas and Sportswire for granted. We appreciate everything they have done for us and continue to do for us. Uh, obviously, check out Sportswire. Check out Thomas and what he's got going on over there. Not just wrestling, folks. Uh, pro- legitimate sports talk as well on the Sportswire program. Yeah, they do some wonderful stuff. Um, as I said before to him, it's, they've got me. This, they've got me interested in sports that I never ever thought that I yeah. would. Be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and yeah. Uh, and apparently we've gotten Thomas interested in NXT UK, so there's nothing wrong yeah. with that either. No, that's right. Very good, very good. All right, well, 
Let's get out of here again. I am yeah. Jeremy at EPL and NFL. He is Glenn at GA WrestleNut. We are a piece of business at Piece of Business on all the social medias. Give us a follower. Give us a holler. Glenn, all that is left is for you to say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>